You're listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadal and Will Watkins. Hey everybody, welcome to Zeros on Heroes. My name is Mike Mercadal. With me, as always, is... Will Watkins. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been coming out to the uh, live Unsung Heroes shows and at the Long Island... What is it? Hold on. The Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, Queens. Thursdays at 8 o'clock. Uh, and thank you to everybody who's been listening and sharing and everybody. It's been really fun. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, if it sounds like I'm sick, it's because I am. And oh, yeah. uh, hopefully it's not completely unlistenable, and uh, and uh, you'll you'll stop me, right, listener? Are you uh, in this recorded medium that you will just turn off? Are you actually sick, sick, or is it allergies? What do you got? No, no, no. I, I got a I got a full blown cold. I have no idea what temperature it is in here. Uh, I may have a fever. Uh, you guys are in my fever fog Yay. right now. Speaking of you guys, because it's Will's here, and also our very special guest. Uh, he's a very funny comedian, originally from South Florida. He does uh, the Saving the Dolphins podcast, which I am the guest on. Very Always special. Permanent special guest. Permanent special guest. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> I don't want it to not be special. <laughs> Dave Kinney, everybody. Round of applause. Hey, guys. Clap, 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 clap. I can hear your clapping at home. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Thank you for coming. You got you picked a really good hero. Interesting uh, take on, on uh, like, because we haven't really talked about sports heroes that much. And it's also kind of a cool sports hero. Sure. But, um, but first, you're originally from South Florida. I am. And we're both huge uh, Dolphins fans. Yeah, and we we've been having it interesting. Yeah, this season. I mean, it's for as much as we, as much as it's fun to be like that martyr fan who's complaining about how rough, rough your life is. Four and two. I mean, all yeah, we're doing all right. I mean, considering that most of the season we've had a quarterback with a malfunctioning pancreas. Uh, yeah, is, is that true? We've taken his diabetes. Oh, if you, oh, okay. yeah, for we do plugs up front. If you listen to the Saving the Dolphins podcast on iTunes, it's on Podomatic. Yeah, but it's also Saving the Fins P H I N S on on Twitter. Yep. Uh, if you've heard that show, you go back and you hear us. Yeah, we are very anti-diabetes <laughs> on that show. We, we come are down so pretty mad. hard. We are so mad at Jay Cutler's diabetes. Oh man, uh, you can't regulate the pass offense or his blood sugar. <laughs> yeah, he's he's having <laughs> two <strong>. weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're originally from South Florida. You moved up here a little while ago, but you're, uh, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, you worked on the Jim Gaffigan show. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I even in the, small, in the loosest terms. Look, I brag about being an extra in the Punisher. That's my level of being on stuff. Yeah. So the fact that you were on it and you, you work with, he, he drops in at Eastville pretty regularly where you work. Yeah. Right? I mean, cause he lives in the East Village. If he's in town, he'll be by probably about once a week. What, what happened was, uh, when he was doing a show, he was doing a lot of scenes that were at comedy clubs, and they were going to have like background actors to be the comedians hanging out at the clubs. And the problem is, actors look nothing like comedians yeah. in any way whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't even like an audition. Like, he just basically, a bunch of people who he does shows with, like, he just basically just direct messaged some of us on Twitter and was like, are you free on Thursday? And we were like, yeah, I think I could find time for that. Yeah, he drops in. I've hung out there a couple of times, and it's a fun club. And and he he's dropped in there before, and he's always just kind of like working on stuff. And yeah, and you hear it later in a special, and you're just oh, like, man, holy he shit! He writes so much. I mean, yeah. even for as much as many specials as he puts out, and he God knows it feels like he's got at least one a year. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, it feels it feels like he's doing all, it on like not really trying, like he's just cranking out. Yeah, and, very and for all the material he's putting in specials, I mean, for every joke you're seeing, there's five that doesn't make the cut. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because it's like he'll come in, and obviously when he's doing these drop-ins, is he's there to work out new material. He's not yeah. playing the hits. Yeah, uh, he's not hot pocketing it. You know? <laughs> exactly, but it's a uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's 
every he'll come in and do 15 minutes and then two weeks later come in and at least half of it will be new yeah i, I mean he's always turning new stuff out but yeah great dude yeah real fun and you're uh and uh well the south florida thing we'll talk about more when we get to your hero because that's going to come into play but sure. first let's go to will with our hero of the day yo hero of the day that's his way of introducing the segment. He does it different every time. I do if, it different every time. If you want to, is we, that like a like an autistic Irish person? And <laughs> <laughs> hero today. Maybe. Or, that, uh, you did it without even being prompted. We know he's our, a hero or a regular surfer. Either yeah. way, no, that, you can't. That was not a surfer. Yeah, I'm fucking tired, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just me tired. That's just will tired will. Um, but yeah, uh, it's hero. Uh, let me, of the let day. me do it again. Uh, hero of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you did the a drunk more Irish. matcha, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did an Irish. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up for the hero of the day. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There it goes. Uh, who do you got for us today? I'm gonna go with uh, Asia Argento. Who? Asia Argento. Who's a- oh, oh Asia Argento? Uh, Asia Argento. She's a film director. Her dad is a film director as well. Did all the zombie movies from Italy and stuff. Oh, she was right. also an actress too. Yeah, she was. Uh, she played the lead uh, uh, love interest in Triple X. Okay. Uh, she got the dope fucking tattoos all around her. That's right. That's uh, right. She's great, but uh, well, she's the one who uh, was spearheaded the Harvey Weinstein thing. She came yeah. out. She was the one that. Yeah, yeah, she and she even like was like, yeah, I directed this movie where this, you know, film producer, you know, basically rapes the starlet, and it's like basically her, what happened to her. And oh it's shit! Like, Yay! Damn! So she's pretty dope in that aspect. And uh, right now she had to like flee Italy because of all the people trying to like kill her because of her bringing all this Weinstein stuff to air. And it's like Jesus! Wow! Yeah. They're really. I hadn't heard about the backlash part, but I mean, that takes some serious balls to be. Yeah, man. Well, because I mean, after, I mean, look, I mean, it takes courage for anyone to come out, even if you're like the millionth person to come out. I mean, it, it takes courage for everyone, but I think especially in the beginning to spearhead that, like someone who's that powerful, who is like that big of a deal in Hollywood is yeah. just, yeah, I mean, it's incredibly. Well, brave. you hear stories now about like everybody coming out, uh, talking up, like, like there was, I forgot who was it that said it. Um, some model, Angie Everhart, I think that, she, that yeah. literally that that she was sleeping on some boat in France when they were at some film oh, at yeah, Cannes, yeah. Sure. and then he just walks in and starts jerking off, and then when she's like, "I told everybody," yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh, that's just Harvey." That's Harvey. It's like yeah. what? It's like the old Manny being Manny commercials from from ESPN. Yeah. yeah, where like it's like, "Oh, that's just Manny being Manny." It's like the, like literally, it was so known that people were just like, "Yeah, that happened. That'll happen." You know, it's yeah. like no. Sure. And it's it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's everybody fucking Lapita Nyong'o. Yes. Yeah, don't fuck with Lapita, man. That's no, no. Yeah, yeah, don't fuck. How about don't fuck with anybody? Yeah. Like, how about not? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but Will is especially like, bothered by Lapita. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, look, everyone offensive, <laughs> but specifically. <laughs> what that was great about? Uh, not great, but that uh, <laughs> like she was like, yeah, Harvey Weinstein uh, tried to give me a massage in his hotel room and blah blah, blah and like how she escaped and stuff, mm-hmm. and that's the only one that Harvey Weinstein was like, no, I didn't do that. That never had happened. Yeah. It's like the other ones you I don't, don't want to trust, offer though? massages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very selfish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, I, I mean, I offered it, but I wasn't going to do it. That was a ruse to get her in so I could rape her. I mean, yeah. you know, like, yeah. oh no, you caught me in my ruse. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, any, uh, basically any of the women that came out, uh, here with the day, but, uh, I would go with, uh, Asia Argento. I'm going to focus on her because she's, uh, she's dope. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. very cool. And, uh, God only knows what it's like in other countries. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. Italy, especially like that it's known for being like a sexy, liberated country where the fucking the prime minister of Italy, remember he would have those bunga bunga parties? Do you remember those what? stories? Yeah, yeah he, would, those? he was like a sex he was like a like a sex fiend. Yeah. Could you, I can only imagine the industry in those other countries, man. That's fucking yeah. crazy to me. Well it's weird. I remember like uh not this uh I forgot which French president, but like he had an affair and like it was around the same time like Bill Clinton was having his affair. Right. And right. like over here it was like all up in arms and over there they're like, Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is France. What yeah. are you gonna do? He has mistresses. You just turned into Jerry Seinfeld. Hey, what are you gonna do? It's like Jerry Seinfeld mixed with disease. Yeah. What's the deal? What's the deal? Uh oh no. Oh no. Uh, um but yeah, I mean it's it's pretty it's a pretty rough situation and uh and hopefully there's like some resolution. I mean, he's been booted from a bunch of stuff, but you know who I feel bad for in this whole situation? Corey Feldman. Cause that guy's been saying shit for years. And, and, and like, there's that whole clip that was going around with Barbara Walters where he's like, you're damaging an entire industry. And he's like, yeah, they were raping kids, you know, like, yeah. he, and everyone just like, ah, he's crazy, you know, like his eccentricity made him uh, like an unreliable witness or whatever. Yeah. Which I think is, I think that's the most fucked up, you know, like, you could only imagine. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he always seemed like a weird eccentric character, but I mean, I don't, and I'm not someone who's even naturally drawn to conspiracy theories, but like when he first came, when I came out with that stuff and said that him and the other Corey, I always assumed he was telling the truth. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's not like, I don't think that before this came out, people assumed that he was lying, but I, I think that it's also, I, I think what's strange is also the people who were around it where it's like, it, there are weird situations where it's like there's kind of a culture of silence around certain yeah, yeah. like shit, you yeah. know. And like Elijah Wood came out and said some things, and then I guess he got some attention where it was like, nope, I, you know what, I'm not going to push it. Yeah, but he's like, no, oh, no, it's real. Like yeah. all that shit's real. Everything you're hearing is Did probably you see a clip of a uh, Courtney Love. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Where it was like, oh, do you have any advice for young actresses? Don't go to Harvey Weinstein's hotel. Yeah, like, yeah. Ever, everyone wants to have Fuck it, everything that happened. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It was like balls. Uh, once up. again, it goes the whole like, oh, she just acts crazy. So sure. yeah, I mean, like, I think you need those crazy people who just don't give a shit. Yeah, like we should start listening to those people. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like there has to be some limits on that rule. <laughs> 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 there's a there's a there's a line. Let's there's hear what line. Alex Jones has to say. Come on, guys. Uh, apparently, you guys have never heard seen Thirteen Monkeys or <laughs> what? Is that the one with Bruce Willis, yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. guy. Twelve monkeys. Twelve monkeys. <laughs> I love that movie. Anyway, that's one of my favorite movies. Actually, that's up there top five. It's like, I, that's that's a great fucking movie. Um, but that's one of those movies I can only watch like once, maybe twice. I've seen it a bunch. If that of times, movie was made by Miramax, that would really pull this all together nicely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? It might be. It, it fucking might, might be, actually. It fucking might be. Uh, but if it's not... Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> Kevin well, Smith said uh, he's uh, all the royalties from any Miramax movie, he's donating to like women's charities. Nice. And I was like, yikes, man, that's dope. I mean, I, he's already rich, so yeah. it's like, yeah. I think what is, what's happening now is that it's kind of like forcing people into a position of uh, not like... like because you hear all that shit about like Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck now, oh, yeah, where sure. it's like, oh boy, yeah. these guys, uh, Batman, oh man, he's he's an uh, Oscar winner. Did oh, you see boy. the stuff uh, where it's like uh, they counted all the people involved in Justice League and how many of them ha- are like contributing to rape culture? Oh, where yeah. it's like Joss Whedon took over for uh, what's his name, Zach, uh, you know, fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. And then Zach it's Snyder. like Ben Affleck had that accusation. Well, the fucking videotape. And then fucking uh, Jason Momoa was making rape jokes. And then uh, it's like, Jesus, watch out, Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
it's it's pretty bonkers out there. And uh, the Jason, the, the Jason uh, Momoa? Momoa. Yeah. One of the weird things I saw, I think it was on Medium, uh, Medium.com had this article. And this woman was like, Harvey Weinstein isn't alone. Like it, and this is a list of like people who have like assaulted or. Oh, like, I saw of, that one. Yeah. But one of the weirdest things about the list was it was all these people who have been uh, either accused or convicted of rape, uh, pedophilia, uh, domestic violence, a bunch right. of other stuff. Yeah. But three of the people on the list, Jason Momoa, uh, Daniel Tosh, and Rain Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Were on the list for telling rape jokes. And I was like, uh, yeah. And it was just and look and, and by the way, like I, comedy is very personal. So I I. To be offended, to think that's totally out of line, to think that, like, that's a super shitty thing to do. Personal opinion based on everyone. Far be it for me to judge that. But to put that on the same list, I mean, it's like yeah. 9-11 jokes offend a lot of people. But it would be pretty weird to put people who told 9-11 jokes on the same list as the hijackers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The terror like, watch like, the, list. like, you could argue they're both offenses, but it seems like a very different class of offense. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it just uh, – it seems like maybe two lists. Maybe, like – this is a list of people who are in actual danger and predators and criminals to society, and this is a list of people who told jokes I don't like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the list. Of, these are the people who are insensitive. Yeah. Uh, to the victims of the people who are actually raping. These people are criminals. These people are jerks. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah. There's a sliding scale, but I mean, look. To be fair, I, I don't. I'm sure this is exactly what they were hoping for: is a dude to tell them how they should process all this <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, finally, Dave's here to tell us how we should feel about all this oh, stuff. Wait. Is he a straight white guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, wait. A cisgender man. And how yeah. tall is he? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a rough one. Uh, well, <laughs> Thank God. Momo Puje had the best tweet about it with, when the whole Me Too thing was going on, and that was where he literally just wrote up as like. This feels like one of those shut up and listen moments. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. That was like, that is the perfect thing. I'm going to listen. And I'm going to, you know, because it's weird. Like when you, we're all big dudes in this room. You know, Will's over six feet. You're six, four, six, five. Six, five. I'm six, four. Um, I've used my height and stature and my size and scary beard to, to stop shit from happening, you know, like on the train and stuff like that, where, where it's like, yeah, like that's what you that's what you do. Like I remember when I first moved. I, I think I've probably told this before, but when I first moved up here, and someone guy starts jerking off on the train, and I didn't know how to handle it, so I just like, hey, stop doing that. Yeah, because I was used to the ER, where like if you see somebody jerking off, you're like, hey, put your dick away. What the fuck? There's a hospital. <laughs> it's like, we, like the, the hey, guy, hey, he puts his fucking dick away. But he that's grumbles. His and he, He's like, oh, keep it. Yeah, <laughs> keep no, going. no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Tell me how much you don't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> And then he, and then I was like, hey, put your fight. I was like, hey, stop doing that. Get the, what the fuck are you doing? And then the guy like gets mad, puts his dick when he walks into the next car. And then yeah. everyone in the car was like, hey, I didn't know we could just tell him to stop. <laughs> and I'm like, I could probably get away with yeah. that. I could be totally I, I don't know stop. if that's a power everyone has. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's why. <laughs> we never thought to do that before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the, but like, yeah, like stopping that drunk guy touching this girl's hair weird. It's like, you know, just don't. I smacked hands away. I was like, don't touch people who don't want to be touched. There was this, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's just a recording in Brooklyn. Yeah. And, uh, they were asking people, like, uh, on a man on the street segment, what's the weirdest thing you've seen on subway? And this, like, 80 year old lady was like, well, I haven't been on the subway in years, but I remember when I was younger, you would just see a man masturbating. <laughs> and I was like, it happened back then. Hey, man. It's yeah. just always been we masturbating. Did, we didn't just invent this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this ain't a new development. Yeah, and she was um, just so like nonchalant about it. like, yeah, you see the masturbating, you walk by. Yeah, 
<laughs> you just continue to drink your coffee, get your paper. Excuse yeah. me, masturbator. I what size an hour up to? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, my stop, masturbator. If you could move from the doors, please. Um, oh man, my voice is fucking killing me. Okay, uh, we should that look. We are we stand firmly with the women in this scenario. Absolutely. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I don't think you should rape people. Yeah, yeah, don't do it. And also, like, firmly if you're in a position, against. yeah, firmly against. And also, if you're in a position of of some sort of authority to level the playing field and keep you know like do something do do it yeah. balance it out you know or even if you're not call it out call it out everyone is in a position to call it out i think yeah. uh but yeah but, but also i mean like if it's your friends i mean i think that it's i i think if i mean hopefully like you're not in the position where you have this but i mean i think especially if you're listening to this and you're in college and stuff it's not another question that you there's a friend of yours who at a party is the dude who's like finding the chick who's the most drunk and talking to her. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's something, that's something that you actually can do. Like, I mean, it's as, as fun as it is to, to go after Harvey Weinstein and these people who have done all this terrible or shit. Or huge, I, I mean, far I, away things. Yeah. I mean, I think that as, as much as it's fun to like kind of get the mob together and do that, I mean, I think that there are stuff that everyone can do in their daily life yeah. where it's, where you're seeing it. Cause by the way, it's not always, it's easy to see it as some distant thing that are done by these like comic book villains of people. Yeah. But I mean, I think especially like as, as yeah. a dude, like if you have friends and stuff, I mean, it's not that you necessarily know someone who's predatory, but I mean, it's, there's definitely like people or acquaintances that you, it's like yeah. seeing something. And I mean, especially in the comedy uh, community where you're, you're it's not always as a, obvious as what you're describing in the subway. It's yeah. not always a dude jerking off in public. Sometimes it's a dude who like a chick's like, said no five different ways and he's not taking no for an answer i cannot fa- okay i'm not gonna get into it like i don't want to sure. dive into this whole thing but sure <laughs> let's just say this uh i i like if guys stop trying if they spent half the energy they spent trying to fuck yeah. and actually trying to improve themselves they might actually turn into guys worth fucking you know sure. what i mean like get your shit together stop wasting your time on this you know you're I, clearly not making progress get get your shit together and then maybe you'll be you'll, you'll you'll realize that oh i shouldn't be a piece of you know like i haven't seen i mean it i i feel like if you talk to female comics you'll get a different side of the story because they're seeing a lot of stuff that we as dude comics aren't absolutely. seeing absolutely but even like just the side i've seen i mean there was a time where there was like a like a fairly well-known comic with tv credits who was like who was hitting on the staff at a comedy club like this one girl specifically and she gave him the I've got a boyfriend, and she's like keeping it light, keeping it polite, like not being like weird about it. Yeah, like. But it's just, and it's getting like more no and more intense to the point where he's like grabbing her arm, like while she's like walking uh... out. And it was like the point where like I finally, and like by the way, like I am not like in this like Captain America, no. like I, like I want to insert myself into every situation. I have nothing to do with. No, that's me. But it finally got to this point where I was like. Dude, fucking cool it, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and on top of it, the dude's married. But I mean, that's not even that's not that's not the part of it. Yeah, that's, that's that it's yeah, the it's unwilling partner. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's but I mean, I think that that's the kind of stuff that you can on a daily basis have like call them out. Yeah, call them out. Name names. If yeah, we did, exactly come on, be inspired by the Asia Argento. Uh, yeah. Call them out. Yeah, did we not, your time to shine, Captain yeah. America. Did we not learn anything from the first Harry Potter book and movie? Where Neville gets points for it takes it takes a lot of courage to stand up to one's enemies, but even more courage to stand up to one's friends. Yeah. <laughs> Quote Dumbledore. 
Just say it. Be like, one time I saw Jim Gaffigan. (laughs) No. He's, uh, I don't know. Will is using that as an example because that is like the very last dude it would ever. Yeah. (laughs) He's like literally the most family oriented. He's got like five kids. His wife is like on everything he writes. His wife helps him write. Yeah, she co-writes like his stand-up. Yeah, yeah. You know what the worst part is? Like, that's actually like prime who who should should expect. The guy who performed in front of the Pope? Yeah, he definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. god, how many well, bodies in that uh, Enough, you know, speaking of every anyone who's speaking out is hero of the day and and anyone who's standing up for this uh to their friends, to people in positions of power. Hashtag all heroes. Hashtag all heroes. <laughs> uh, but but for the conversation, the bigger conversation of of this, you know, kind of uh male-dominated power s- struggle thing. It's not not, not sure. struggle, but like that abuse of power and yeah. sexual harassment and all that stuff. So stand up for it, name names, call them out. Sure. You know they deserve to be uh, put in their place. Uh, but that's real heavy, and we don't want to talk. We don't want to talk about that for the rest of this thing. Sure. So we want to talk about your hero. You picked a really good one, and almost like the reverse, very chill hero today. Pretty chill. Pretty chill. You picked Laird Hamilton. Yeah, the surfer. world famous pro surfer. Yeah, surfer. I mean, it's. Well, I, we start with the same question we ask everybody. What's the first thing you think of when you think of Laird Hamilton? I think just a. Uh, I, mean, I guess it's two words, but it's almost just like just human optimization. Just well, humanity oh, that's take a good it, one. humanity take it to its furthest. I mean, it, I feel like he is a dude who just devoted his entire life to conquering fear, to just squeezing like every tiny little bit out of it. And like, he is just that dude who just like, I mean, along with being a surfer, also like an inventor. I mean, outside of, well, for people who don't know who Laird Hamilton is, I'm sure you they will, you know they can Google him or whatever. But sure, he's a handsome he, fella. He, he, yeah, very handsome. handsome. Fella. He was a, a surfer. Where where is he from originally? So, I actually just found this out, and it's it just adds to. I feel like of all the people I can think of, he to me is I, I seems the closest to like an actual living superhero. Really? Uh, yeah. So it turns out he was born out, in Atlantis. No, no, even better. He was born uh, at a. University of California, I think at Santa Cruz, in an experimental saltwater birth tank. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Which, by the way, if that's not how you create Aquaman, I don't know how the fuck you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There really <laughs> and, and, is. Yeah, I literally just found that out today because I wanted to do some like a little bit of background. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's shit like that you find out. You're like, of course he was. Like where, where where else where else would he have been born? Yeah, uh, it's funny because I don't know anything about this dude. So when I was researching it, I was like, "This is Wikipedia this is fucking bullshit. This is not true." It's just it, and the thing is, it's just everything about his you think life. It's like his, he's editing his own Wikipedia, yeah, yeah. or like Warner Brothers wants to hype up Aqu- the Aquaman and Justice League. Yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, no, it's uh, how he was born. I was like, oh, really? The guy who became the greatest surfer of all time was born in a saltwater tank. Yeah. Saltwater birthing. That's some real like Marvel origins. Yeah, it really is. It's like, and it totally sounds like that hippy dippy California shit too. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, what happened? um, I mean, the best thing he's known for, I would say, probably is uh, toe in surfing. There's, yeah, there's no matter how strong you are, no matter how long the surfboard you have is, there's a limit to the size waves you can paddle into. Which, for most people, agree is probably in the fifty to sixty foot range. Once you get north whoa, of that, wait, whoa, wait, what? Are you saying five zero yes. six zero? Yeah, I mean it's actually for what? for paddling, it probably is more forty to fifty. How do you even? So the place that's mind boggling. It is, and basically, so there was for a while there was a Waimea Bay, uh, which is probably a song you've only heard referenced in Beach Boy songs. 
Um, <laughs> it, there's a break on the North Shore of Hawaii called Waimea, which was for a long time the kind of center of big wave surfing, where they would get these 40-foot waves um, and these guys would paddle into them. But then when it got to a certain size, the waves that size move fast enough that the, no matter how hard you, you paddle – You get swept off the back? Yeah, there's just no way you can paddle fast enough to catch up to them. So you'll get wow. thrown over the top of them. Because so, basically, like, I'm the only surfing I've ever done is like boogie boarding. I've never been like like legit surfing. Also, sure. I'm a very big dude, so it's like hard to Me get. Too. You're a very big dude, and you're like, I'm fascinated by how you surf because you surf here. I do, and you surfed in Florida as well. Yep. And uh, I still don't like. To me, I've never done it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've. But the idea behind it is that the wave creates a hill, mm-hmm. like an incline that you're basically just like. Like you would ski or snowboard, or it's, like, sure. it's just an incline with where gravity. Yep, it's just that the hill's moving towards the ocean. Yeah, and so you have to paddle to catch up to the hill enough to, to right. catch it as it's it, forming. You have to get in front of it so that you don't, so that you can use the mo- the gravity to pull you forward yeah. and catch the. And wind. if you don't get fast enough, you'll get thrown over the top of the hill, and then the hill will fall on you, and then you'll get sucked back up in the hill yeah and then it's a yeah it's no and then fun the hill murders you and buries yep. you into it's the a series of no fun yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah it's so basically um he and uh a lot of the dudes he surfed with basically started this concept of assisted basically what they would call toe-in surfing basically mm-hmm. they started with these like uh inflatable boats uh pulling guys into like waves the zodiac boats yeah. yeah and then they eventually moved to jet skis uh when the jet skis were fast enough to do it but that allowed them to then pull themselves into waves that were up to 100 feet tall, which Jesus. is where, where that's they That's like took a it building. That yeah, is, that it is, is huge. It is. I mean, it literally is. And that's and not. And what's crazy is it used to be to surf really big waves like the you would have to be surfing to cat to paddle into like a 40 foot wave. You'd have to surf a board that was like 12 feet long because yeah. you need all that length to get all the speed. The thing is, if you're pulling yourself in, what they found out was you don't need a long board if you already have the speed. The only reason you need the length is for the um, just to catch the wave to begin yeah, yeah, with. Yeah. So, the surface so area. now not only can they surf these hundred foot waves, they're surfing them on these short little boards. So not only can they surf them, they can turn, make all these turns that there's no way you could have been able to do on a big clunky eleven foot board. Yeah. So eleven I mean, foot board sounds crazy to me too. Like all the, the the scope of this is crazy. Yeah, and that and that was, I mean, if. If you're listening to this at home, uh, the, I mean, the wave that kind of defined his career was surfing. The, there's a wave in Tahiti uh, called Chopu, and I'll spell it because there's no way you'd spell it right. It's a T E A H U P O O. I think that you're if, saying that wrong or spelling it wrong. If, Something about that sounds if you, wrong. If you go, just Google Laird Hamilton Chopu, because it, it, it's I, I'm going to describe this, but without seeing it, it's honestly it's like a five second video clip, but literally. It's not even that it was the tallest wave of all time. That's why I'm saying to look it up because to explain what I'm saying. Basically, there's this wave and it's so thick. It's not the tallest wave. I mean, I think the total height on it looks like it's probably about like 30 or 40 foot, which is uh, tall. Just, yeah. But you the know, lip, four story building, the lip of it, like the the part, if you imagine a barrel, the part that is above the surfer, it's just, it's half of its height is in thickness and it's breaking over water. That's three foot deep over a razor sharp reef. Uh. And and like, it's breaking so fast. It's actually breaking below sea level. Like it's like the force of it, the water out. Yeah. Basically like, I mean, they, they called it in surfing. They called it like the millennium wave. Cause that was right around the time period where it happened. 
But basically, like Surfer Magazine just ran a photo of it, and the the, the caption was just "Oh my god," and and it, and it was and it was something where ESPN did like this uh, the sports awards, and they gave an award for like the best uh, the biggest moment in sports, biggest balls and, in history. Yeah, and that was the year I think Corey Hart had done like the first backflip on a mo- motocross bike. Mm-hmm. Like oh, a wow. bunch a bunch of people had done like a bunch of shit, and like Laird Hamilton won by such a landslide. Because also, I, I mean, a, a difference with surfing with other stuff is. I mean, a lot of stuff, and I don't. You can die in a lot of different sports, but it's <laughs> with. I, I think that yeah, with surfing, this sur- the, surfing the, uniquely, the ocean it, kills you directly. Yeah, I it's mean, literally, like, any knockout could result in death. I mean, Jesus I, Christ! I, and that's it, you think about that like as compared to other sports. Okay, and I mean, it really is this. It, but the thing about him, it's not just that he took. Risks. But he was doing big wave surfing. Was he competing? Is there like a like a? There is because like, I've heard of Kelly Slater. Yeah, and Kelly Slater is like the kind of competitive. Yeah, Kelly doing Sl- tricks and shit. Yeah, most world titles, oldest world champion, youngest world champion uh, when he first won. The Kelly Slater competitively is the Michael Jordan of uh, surfing. Laird Hamilton decided early on that he just didn't want to go the competitive route. And that's one of the interesting things about him, too, is that like he... Oh, I respect that entirely, yeah. Yeah, and growing up on the North Shore of Hawaii, his stepdad was uh, Bill Hamilton, who was like a big surfer, surfboard shaper. And basically he became obsessed with Hawaiian culture and just the concept of becoming an overall waterman. Like, so not just surfing, but also paddleboarding. So uh, apart from the fact that like he revolutionized toe in surfing, which modern big wave surfing as we know it is largely because of him and his friends. He also stand up paddleboarding. He had a ton to do with how mainstream that's become. Um, oh yeah. I yep. see I, I, that when I was just before I moved, when I was living in Miami beach in Florida, that, that yeah. time, uh, when I was living on the beach, I would see stand-up paddleboarding as like, oh, like oh, that that's cool. And then all of us from one day to the next, it felt like there was like a million people doing. And he it. was a big dude who pushed that. Every year, there's a they do like a paddleboard thing around the island of Manhattan. Yeah, that, and he's like one of the the dude who hosts that. Wow. Uh, but I mean, it just I mean, he just he like paddleboarded like across the English Channel. It's what's so weird is like the collection of stuff he's done. It just feels like I'm just pulling like random. Like, it, like it just, he, he doesn't seem real. He's, he's like the he, most interesting he, man in the world. Yeah, totally. He's married to Gabby Reese. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. volleyball player. He's a volleyball the... player, right? Yeah. 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 He's like 6'2", she's like 6'3". And it's Ooh. just, what's funny is like when you see that couple together, it just, it's like that couple where you're like, I hope they have a million kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need their babies as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, I mean, I feel like their daughters are in a race to see who cures cancer first. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, either, they're literally, they're literally going to be superheroes. Yeah. Or they're going to be like, they, they, yeah. like the, like the black sheep will only su- like cure a minor kind of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and we're ashamed. We don't even talk about her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's like sitting around the Thanksgiving table. She's like, it was still cancer. Yeah. Uh, People get ear cancer. <laughs> yeah. It's like it was just I made it so that uh ear piercing holes don't, you know, heal quickly or whatever, like yeah. just some minor thing, but it's like a revolutionary skin graft and they're like, It's not cancer. Yeah. And they're like, God damn it. Uh I let we put a lot of pressure on their kids, I will say that. <laughs> but so you started surfing back in Florida. I did. Was this kind of an inspiration thing? How old were you when you started surfing? I was a little bit late for surfing. I mean, because a lot of surfers start when they're like six. I, I was already I think I was like a freshman in high school. Oh, you um, old fuck. No, I know, and, and I didn't really know a ton of friends who surfed. I, the first place I surfed was uh, Lake Worth uh, Pier. Represent, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to live like half a mile from there. Yeah, Lake Worth. The people at Lake Worth, the locals, are such a bunch of assholes. They yeah. beat up Kelly Slater one time when he surfed. Did they? Yeah, good for him. 
such a bunch of dickheads. Uh, what is the what was the surfing like? Because there's clearly not big wave surfing in Florida. No, I mean none of this is applicable. outside of hurricane season. Like you just yeah. don't. But I think that's part of why Kelly Slater's from Florida, and part yeah. of why you get good surfers coming from Florida is. I think that you're so... Because you're all trying to surf the same seven waves? Well, it's also, it's like, I, I think that you're... You learn to use every inch of the waves you have because you have so little. Mm. And when you... There are big waves, you're so pumped about it because you just... It never happens. And I think that's part of why competitively so many good surfers come out of Florida. Mm. Whereas like Hawaii, where Laren Hannibal spent most of his time... I mean... You'll have, like, a lot of the good big wave surfers come from Hawaii just because they have more access to big waves, so obviously right, they're right, going right. to have more experience at it. But I feel like for competitive, like, if you're in Hawaii and it's, like, four to five foot, half the time you don't even go out because you're like, it's not even worth my time. Whereas, like, if it's four to five foot in Florida, you're like, I'm not going to make it to work today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Res- reschedule the wedding. It's not. <laughs> Kelly Slater is actually uh, back at one of the places. I've lived in, like, 20 different places in Florida, but one of the places was Jupiter Farms. Oh, yeah? You know the place? Yep. And uh, he's building a surf school there. Oh, nice. And uh, it's going to have, like, giant wave pool and stuff like that. He's going to teach people to surf on, like, giant waves or whatever. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And, like, the residents there, you know, most of them are rural people. And they're like, we don't want all these fucking people coming. <laughs> you surfers with your surfboards. Uh, no, me. Everyone, they sound like the guy, the, 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 the people from Footloose, the bad people from Footloose. They're like, yeah, we don't yeah. want none of these surfers here. Yeah. They're a bad influence on our children. Well, Jupiter yeah. Farms is weird because, like, it used to be, like, Meanwhile, all- I'm going to smoke meth and fucking <laughs> yeah. jerk off this alligator. Watch. Yeah. Jupiter Farms used to be, like, because it's Jupiter Farms, it was literally just farms and like yeah. trees and shit. And then Burt Reynolds moved there. Yeah. Oh no. And then as soon as Burt Reynolds moved there, all these like people from like Palm Beach Island were like, "Well, sure. let's go live like the no, rednecks." We could do that. So yeah. now it's like split. So now all these like rich people are like, "No, nah, we moved here so we could pretend to be rednecks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. My friend, there's a place in Florida called Southwest Ranches. That's kind of like that. Yeah. Where, where, yeah. Well, whatever. The whole point being that that it's it's like a appreciated thing when you get. A five, look, you're saying four to five foot waves. Yeah. How do you go? How does someone mm-hmm. like you? Sure. Like, where do you surf up here? Uh, Long Beach. Uh, and like, you, what is that? What are the waves like? Because the water's way fucking colder up here. Yeah. I mean, it, during the summertime, you get a short window where you can go board shorts. Uh, I mean, Florida board shorts year round. Yeah. There's yeah. actually, there, even, there's a rare Florida cold front and it was in the high forties and a, there's a it was a cover of the Palm Beach Post. My buddy and I are in the background, just walking in just board shorts and like surfboards. It's like 43 degrees, but the water is still like in the high 70s. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. like, I mean, you're briefly cold when you get out of the water, but it's not worth wearing a wetsuit for. And in the foreground, there's like this little kid like all bundled up with like a hat and gloves <laughs> and like a parka. Florida's a weird shit for cold weather. Like, yeah. like that's that whole joke where. Like when it drops below sixty or drops to six in the sixties, everyone breaks out a leather jacket, but they're yeah. still wearing flip flops because sure. they don't know how to. Chicks would need an excuse to wear those boots they bought the one time. Yeah, yeah and dogs. then they just sweat in it because none of it is sure. It, it's cold for like a minute, and then you're it's still humid and hot and gross. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, Florida's a it's a weird place to start. But how does so how does someone go from like your level of surfing? Because are the waves yeah. bigger up here? Um. I would say a little bit bigger on average. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's, it's still not nearly as big if, if you compare it even to California yeah, and then yeah. Hawaii a lot bigger than that. Um, also just more consistent in, in California and Hawaii. Yeah. I went, I've only, I've been to the only Pacific Ocean I've seen was when I went to Venice Beach when I was at, okay. in California for a second. I just sure. looked at it and I'm like, this is nice. The water was really fucking cold. Sure. And then 
in Costa Rica when I went Costa Very Rica. Very different ocean. It it's it was uh Costa Rica was like in this bay inlet thing uh-huh. and we were kayaking. We yeah. we had done this uh, like outrigger kayaking thing. Uh-huh. So uh I I was like, oh, these waves are way bigger here. Let's try to ride one of these in on a kayak. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Fucking destroyed ourselves. It was terrible. <laughs> but uh, but it was like it wasn't even I don't know five six feet. It wasn't even that. Like it was just you know fun. It was just like fun. Like yeah, it, there was I mean, no risk of death. No, and that, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I don't think I didn't get into it because I was like trying to like push. And, and to be fair, also it's like I I think part of what I like so much about Laird Hamilton. I think there's stuff that I associate myself with him, but there's also stuff about him that's so completely different than me and that like i mean obviously like the level of surfing like Salt my surfing birth. is to his surfing what you taking one shot at a basketball hoop is to michael jordan yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's our surfing is on very different scales but it's cool <laughs> that you said that he tried to be like an ocean yeah person. Like an all-around to... dude and it's it like there's a bunch of like invention stuff that he's worked on there's this hydrofoil board that i mean you can like youtube it even trying to explain it it would sound like I'm making it up. It's, I've seen that it's uh, there's. It's You're like above a, the water. Yeah, the board itself. It looks like the Silver Surfer. Yeah, it looks very much like the Silver Surfer because the foil oh, comes down. Yeah. He's talking about. Yeah, that's him. And it has. Like, he's, he's the dude who made like that a, happen. It's like a little motor underneath, and then and then it's like a like it looks like a little plane. Like it has well, wings that's what's, and shit. What's, that's what's crazy. It looks like there's a motor underneath. It's not. That plane is angled at a specific way that uses the energy of the wave itself to drive you. Get the fuck out of here! I yeah, it, it doesn't. No, it looks like it's a motor. It's not. Maybe I saw one that was a motor because I I thought I saw. It it looks like a motor. It looks like an outboard motor, but it's not. Whoa. And that's, again, like me trying to explain it. This is another thing. And listening to an audio podcast, listening to this, I'm sure this is frustrating. But like these are just two second video clips that will say more than like. 20 paragraphs of me clumsily trying to explain this yeah, concept. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got time to fill. You, 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 you can try. No. <laughs> this but, week on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but, that's, that's what's funny about like surfers is they're so scientific and so sure. much shit. Like all the surfers, and I was never a surfer, but all my friends were. It's like not only like the angle of the, the fucking surfboard or whatever it is, but sure. like they were like, they were all, they were all meteorologists. Yes. Yeah, you have to be. They would all know. Like barometers. Surfers and fishermen. Those are two people. I remember, cause my, my, in Miami, my, a lot of my friends and, and family were fishermen and they would be like, no, you don't want to go out today. It's going to be, you know, yeah. stormy and all that shit. And they would know that the weather, even the weather people would be like saying, it's going to be clear all day. And they, they would be wrong and the fishermen yeah. people would be right. The surf cast stuff is always way more like, detailed and, yeah. and accurate it's crazy yeah i mean I, now i mean now there's websites i mean it used to be like calling in to a surf report to like see what the waves were like but uh, but i mean it's there's websites that do forecasting now but i mean if, surfing like you're forced to well i mean like day after tomorrow there's going to be good waves at long beach and you know that because of like forecast stuff ahead of yeah. time but i think that laird hamilton specifically i think about him something that was i mean i think that there's a little bit of that like kind of master of all things thing that he is going for him but also he's just like i feel like i've always like been someone who has been like pretty intellectually curious i feel like i get bored really easily and and i feel like he's very much that like that kind of insatiable dude who just keeps taking on different challenges and and also just like in general like his approach to dealing with those situations like dealing with those like situations of like fear i mean there's there's plenty of like absurd superhero stories of him there's a documentary, uh, I think it's called Take Every Wave, that's out now okay. about him. But one of the things they talk about is they were surfing this break uh, called Jaws uh, or Piahi off of uh, Maui. 
And this dude, we would not know if it was either one. I mean, yeah, you could, you could have told us whatever. <laughs> it's the same, but it's uh, but this dude took a surfboard fin across the back of his leg, and Laird was the dude on the ski, uh, who was pulling him into that wave. Oh, fuck! And it literally like gashed his entire leg open, Eesh. and like, and the wave hit hard enough that it also wiped out the ski. And again, I mean, these are. I don't know the exact size of waves that day, but normally it doesn't even break. Uh, it, it doesn't even break feet. if it's not at least forty feet. Yeah. Like north, south. The thing about these big wave breaks, they don't break small. So like if if it's less than forty feet, then it, it just doesn't break at all. Right, because of the way uh, that the, the, the way that the force hits, it has to. It's it's the bottom contour. Yeah, like, it has to be a certain amount of like it has to be either be strong enough to get yeah, caught. Exactly. Yeah, but so this, just so this is a over. situation though where. His friend's bleeding out. He's lost his jet ski. His jet ski is like, I, I mean, he said like probably about like a hundred yards away from him. Jesus. But it's also in this condition where all the water is like moving around because this is not like calm water. Yeah. And he like literally had to like go over and like basically use his wetsuit as a tourniquet just to stop the bleeding to essentially, cause his, his friend was like bleeding out. Yeah. Cause I mean, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. all the way down the back of his leg. Fuck. Um, but yeah, and saved him. And then also this is a really strange thing about him. But it's, I think it's something that, like, it's such a fucking good ideal that I love. And it's such a fucking superhero thing. After that, after he, he got his friend in, made sure his friend was okay, all that other stuff, he made a point to ride more waves that same day. <laughs> like, he just literally was like, no, this okay, is, now we got to go back and, out. And by the way, and that wasn't a coincidence. This is, like, a defining characteristic about him. And it's something that I really, I really, really love is that, like, one of the things, um, Greg Knoll, who was like a big, big wave surfer, had this bad wipeout uh, and got really hurt. And this is, I think, back in the 60s or something. And then never rode with big waves again. Mm. Was scared. Well, I'm out of that business. And I think Laird, it's, it, it's easy to like try to characterize him as this dude who just doesn't experience fear the rest of the way we do. But any interviews you ever do, he's like, no, no, it's not at all that way. Like, yeah. I'm terrified. Like, yeah. I, I've got a wife and kids, but I very much want to not orphan. Uh, but, but the thing is, he's like, he's like, I'm very afraid. I mean, for me, it's about using that fear. And the thing is for him, like in scary situations, and and there's a bunch of crazy stories. Like there was a story where like he caught like the tip of his board through his cheek, like Uh to the point where he could like blow air out of it, like punctured it, but still caught a couple more waves that day. And, and the reason why it's not just, sorry, if I get hit with no, first off, if I have a hole in my face, first off, as comics. As comics, I'm infinitely aware of how f- easy this is to make fun of. And by the way, far be it for me to stop that. It is hilarious. But but with him, I think oh the idea God. is that it's like that he wants to kind of end it the right way, that he doesn't want to let fear kind of take itself uh, in. So like when his friend gets hurt, riding another wave, when he gets injured, ride another wave, like to not only like not stop doing it, but to almost go way far out of his way to keep doing it just to like yeah. to not let the like so kind of fear the fear doesn't taint yeah and, and i he's think he's lieutenant danning it when he's on top of the yeah. thing with his no legs he's like it's just you and me god by he's the way like challenging i was gonna say it's nature. like uh, when you're eating something and then you're like oh, i don't want to end on, on a carrot <laughs> you know you went totally different places well I, I think that's what's so funny about like looking up to a dude like this too though is i feel like i feel like i'm so naturally like sarcastic and cynical and stuff i feel like all this kind of shit is all the shit i would make fun of like in every context of my life but i think that's also i think why i always saw him as like this because i feel like in some there's some similarities that i have with him but i think for the most part he's the exact opposite of me. He's really? like he's that he's that dude who's like the tenacious dude. Really, the surfer model 
Uh, inventor is different from you, Dave. In some ways. In some. <laughs> uh, he's like, but we both are uh, human. You know, we Ma- both man. We, we both sleep sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm convinced that from from what you're telling me, I'm convinced he does not sleep. Like no, he's just course. like in a regeneration pod for an hour and he's fine and then yeah. he goes uh, that saltwater pod he was born in yeah. is just where he goes back it's like I don't his, know, but uh, I think when you're looking at someone that you're going to look up to as a hero I, I mean like I I do comedy and like you'll meet comics that you admire and stuff but I don't feel like I have the sense of awe when I meet comics I mean obviously look I mean there's obviously comics who are who are, can do comedy better than I do but it's not I feel like it's like when a magician meets another magician. You're like, okay, yeah. I respect the tricks you're doing, but it's not. You I'm not amazed by it. You we're, understand we're, how the tricks yeah. work. Yeah, and that's the thing about this. This dude, like that ability to like look fear in the face and like all this like insanity. And by the way, especially like if you don't surf and you're listening to this and stuff, I'm sure this dude from a lot of angles could just come off as like a world class douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. he's a dude who elects to like take on these waves who no one's asking him to ride yeah <laughs> like no it's one's not... like hey if you <laughs> i'm just trying to think of like what what myth or what ritual he's like it's like if you ride this wave our island will have rain and we can grow crops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know it's like <laughs> you know when you think about it like he is kind of an asshole and that uh <laughs> he's raising the bar for every other no, human being i mean this dude has done He's the fucking Leonardo da Vinci yeah. of fucking surfing. And it's like, oh, but if you had put that towards, you know, curing something. <laughs> right, 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 right. Obviously, his his brain is on a, uh, on a level we could never attain. It's like Batman, I, Batman handling crime in the worst yeah. way possible but it's with fun his billions. It's, it's fun to like hold them, him to that standard as we record a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are. As if we're like devoting all of our lives. <laughs> to, like, know, it's one of those things where... I mean, at least... At least you're an EMT. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're the one person who's like doing anything actually useful. Yeah. I am no Laird Hamilton. I uh, <laughs> I could never do anything he does <laughs> uh, in any field. Like this no, dude is just a superhuman. Yeah. How do you? So I, like, let's see how much time right, we have. Time. What? Like, how would you build up to riding one of those big waves? I mean, it, it, it's kind of an unsurprising answer. I mean, you do, I think you start off with a longboard, just like kind of catching waves and stuff. But I mean, I think have that you it's, ever ridden any of those? Like, like have you ever been to like Hawaii or or California? Uh, I've been to California and uh, surf Mexico. I got like a super small scar on my knee, my knee from hitting a reef. I mean, like I, I mean, it's no hole in your face. But it's not. Yeah, yeah. Brian, <laughs> I, had a, I had a buddy when I was living in Florida who uh, we're surfing in. Uh, oh God, where was it? It doesn't matter. I think it's Stewart. But uh, never get good waves. Hometown, baby, it's was born. Stuart, <laughs> we never get good Rip waves in Florida, Stewart. and it was the one good day of surf we had. So my buddy, we all go out, and my butt, one of my buddies, like wipes out, and it's like maybe like six foot, like yeah. decent size. No one's gonna die. <laughs> uh, but like, so so one of my buddies wipes out, and then shortly after he paddles over to us, and he's like, "Hey guys, I think I cut my head uh, on the last <laughs> wave," and. Uh, <laughs> Sure enough, he'd taken a fin across his forehead, uh, like probably like a probably like a four inch cut across his forehead. Oh no! And the thing is, there's not that much tissue on your forehead, so we could see a skull. Um, <laughs> yep. Because I was just going to say, I'm, I'm sure that it was pouring blood. But it, the thing is, it missed arteries, and you could tell because you could see those arteries or veins. I yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. don't know the medical <laughs> the vessels. Part. But it's a, it's a bloody one, but it's not gushing blood because it's you can just, see, yeah, you yeah. can see the vessels he missed. Uh, but like the thing is, my buddy who was also like a lifeguard, like with his other job, he's like, he's like, is it bad? We're like, 
No. <laughs> no, because the thing is, it's never good waves in Florida. We never get good waves. And it was the first fucking wave of the day. And he's like, is it bad? And he's like, we're like, no. We're like, just go inside to the bathroom. Just uh, kind of dab it with a paper towel. You'll be fine. And then like, oh, a- as he paddles in, other surfers, and surfers, it's a pretty solitary pursuit. Normally surfers, yeah, yeah. you don't talk to each other while you're out in the water. Other surfers all went down like, you guys are a bunch of fucking assholes. We're like, do you want to drive to the hospital? Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then he's like signaling us to the, us wildly, like on the shore. He's like, guys, it's, I think it's a lot worse than I thought it was. And we're like, come, I feel like you're being like a pretty big baby about this. <laughs> You're trying to talk him out of oh man, it was like so having fucking... to have his head stapled clothes. Yeah, we're like, God damn it. Oh, this is why go, we can't have nice I'm things. I'm going to go surfing now with Skeletor. We've got we to take him to the fucking hospital. <laughs> I, you know, and that's one of those stories because I love uh, – one of my favorite, favorite movies is a documentary called Dogtown and Z-Boys. Yeah. And they talk about like the, the, the local – the surfers in this mm-hmm. part of uh, California where like all of the – Pal Peralta, uh, Stacy Peralta came out of, yep. Tony Alva, all that 70s skate scene. They were all surfers first, and they would talk yep. about how like brutal the locals are sure. in terms of surfing. Is that is there any truth in that you've experienced? In that? California, it is like, like Oxnard specifically uh, in California is like known for being in Florida. Like the the place that's actually the worst for localism in Florida. I mean, there's Sebastian Inlet, which gets pretty crowded, but honestly, like Lake Worth actually has a terrible <laughs> reputation as far as localism really? goes, which is funny because it's such a shitty wave. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I in, was... in New York, it's not. There's so few people who surf up here that, like, so many of the people who surf are kooks. So it's not like yeah. it's a bunch of people who have no idea what the fuck they're doing. So it, it to doesn't give you matter. an idea, David Duke lives in Lake Worth. Oh, there we go. That's <laughs> for, that's ours. for the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got his people. Uh, yeah. But the idea of of like, yeah, there can be. I mean, it's. I think the problem is that it's not. There's not an unlimited number of good waves on the planet. And especially, yeah. like, once you get to, like, the pipeline, like, those type waves. I mean, waves like pipeline, I mean, there's, like, five or six waves on the entire planet like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that wave chopu that I was describing before, like, part of why it was so shocking is, like, people didn't know a wave on the, that it even existed like that on the planet. So, I mean, that's why sometimes people get territorial. Yeah. Like, cause especially it, in places like Australia where you have so many surfers and so few good surf breaks. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. scientifically, the wave that you see up top is an expression of the underneath yeah. it's it, it has it translates directly to what's down there and, and, and there's a lot of conditions that have to come together yeah. to create a good wave i mean it's it's bottom like the contour of the bottom the direction that swells coming from right. like the winds because if the winds are coming from the wrong way that that can ruin everything explain to me this i've thought about this i've never looked it up and every sure. time i talk about surfing it comes to mind and i always forget to ask it good. what is a point break Point break. I've never looked this up. That's the point that where it breaks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good, good one, Will. Great question. Uh, what, but there's one a, of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a specific kind of break. So basically, uh, there's a beach break, which is what most most waves you see on the ocean. Sand bottom creates a re- a beach break. Right. There's a reef break. You could probably guess what that is. Yep. Reef underneath, which is that's what most barreling ones. A point break is more. It's a. Uh, it's kind of like like a rock like a rock shelf that kind of creates like a long peeling wave. Um, it's it, what, what I, what I understand is that you can ride that wave forever. Like yeah. It's, it's a it, long it's, wave. A lot of people see that as like an ideal kind of wave, like the big scary barreling ones or reef breaks. But the point break is like the long peeling kind of classic. Like when you picture like a perfect looking wave, 
I think most people are probably picturing a point break. Where you could just like cruise on that thing for an extended yeah. period of time. Jeffrey's Bay in South Africa is a good example of it. Sure. Like it, which is just like this, uh, it's like this mile long ride that's just perfect. Other than the fact that it's totally infested with great white sharks. <laughs> that was a, that uh, a couple of years ago when that dude got attacked by a great white shark during a surf competition. That was a uh, J Bay. Oh, that's right. Did you ever see that video? Oh. There's literally a guy. There, it's a surf competition. The beach is full of people. And this is a former world champion during a surf competition. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not attacked. I mean, he doesn't get bitten. But like a like a, a, a full-grown adult great white shark bumps him. And he goes to punch it because like, that's apparently what you're supposed to do. And he has apparently the biggest balls in the history of the fucking universe. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that, that is not how I would handle that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> I would have pulled... <laughs> I would have pulled the classic squid maneuver and inked the area with yeah, exactly. Poop, and then uh, tried to dash away. In the, Sharks hate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but have you ever – well, the, what I was going to bring up about the localism thing is that sure. the injuries that I've seen be the worst have not been from n- you versus nature. It's been you versus other surfers. Yeah, it can like, be. There's like like where I've seen the boards cross up and people eating each other up sure. because they're all fighting for the same limited waves. That's how yeah. Florida feels. You know, that's how it felt. Like there was whenever yeah. there was waves, you'd see all the surfers in that one spot getting real pissed at each other for knocking each other down. I'm like, but also, I mean, people who fight typically are people looking for fights. I mean, I think that's a pretty common theme in life. Wow. I, I mean, I mean, like, deep. I, I mean, how often do you see a fight where it's like? One person who's really chill and mellow getting attacked by another person who wants to fight. Only assholes beat down videos. Yeah, on assholes tend to find other assholes. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've definitely like gotten into fucking. I've definitely gotten into verbal shit like with people before, but I'm not really that motivated to fight. So like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think my size. I think for a surfer, I may be the largest surfer of all time, so that helps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think in general, it's not. It, also, it's like. I think with surfing, if the best places to surf are always going to be that kind of feeding frenzy where it's going to be insane. But I feel like typically close to those spots are like slightly shittier spots where you can have a bunch of waves to yourself. And I feel like me and I think most surfers would just take the second best wave. Yeah. It seems pretty chill, like a chill group. There's, yeah, they I mean, have if, their job. I mean, if you're a pro surfer, if if you're if this is like something you're doing with your life, then you yeah. need to be surfing the best waves all the time and stuff. But I think for most people, most people, most surfers are pretty chill in general. That whole like aggressive side of surfing. I mean, if if, if you either surf or know any surfers in your life, they're probably not the angriest, most aggressive people you know. So yeah. it's like. Yeah, I mean, have you ever had any encounters with like sharks or nature, jellyfish? That's yeah, because that, I've I've seen. I was <laughs> there was one time coming. I remember I was a little kid, uh-huh. and this was Miami Beach back in like the eighties, uh-huh. and it was you know a party. I was there. You with ran my dad. into a square grouper. I went. I ran into a square grouper. I ran. <laughs> uh, no, I saw a a surfer come in. And he had a Portuguese man of war on him. Yeah. If you don't know what those are, look them up. But it's like a little, it looks like a bubble, a little bubble that sits on top of the water yep. and it has these long tentacles that dangle down. Yep. And, uh, and apparently he just like came, like literally went like head first into one. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget, like you could see the lines on his face from where the tentacles hit. Yep. And that seems to be like the, that seems to me like one of the worst possible things. Portuguese man of war in Florida. Yeah, I mean it's it's an inevitability. Yeah, I, I mean it's not if it's when. Uh, it always suck when you show up at the beach and there's just all the fucking things on the. Yeah, because it, yeah, it gives you're... you a pretty good idea of what to expect. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I've definitely been like hit with man of war. Florida specifically, Florida every year Florida has more shark attacks than the rest of the world combined. Really? Yeah, yep. yeah. 
They're just uh, not. The, and by the way, that's the great sti- whites or the, that's still a really low number, though. Like, sand like, sharks and nurse sharks. No, yeah. bull, bull, sharks. bull sharks. Yeah, bull sharks are really aggressive. Or like black tip reef sharks. Black tip reef sharks. Uh, yes, spinner sharks. I mean, I mean, there's so basically, if <laughs> one of the first times I went surfing, uh, is it like Palm Beach, like a flagpole, and uh, it was bad enough waves that I'm basically standing in like about chest deep water, and we're not even like sitting on our surfboards. We're just standing. And then when waves come, jumping on our boards and paddling. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that small of waves. But so I'm standing in this water, and the water's like really clear there. And I feel like something flick against my leg. And at first I thought it was with my leash. And I look down, and there's this like black tip reef shark that's like not huge, but I mean, I'd call it like probably like four, four feet long or sure. something. Big enough. big enough to fucking terrify me. So I run into the fucking beach screaming all fucking I, like i totally feel like it's gonna be that scene from jaws yeah and i'm like fucking there's sharks in the water there's sharks in the water and like the the lifeguard had like the all-time best retort which was a uh, yeah that's where they live dipshit <laughs> <laughs> it's true you're well, on their turf well and, and that's the thing like it's I, in in florida most the fatalities from shark attacks in Florida typically are children because yeah. most of the – based on the size of the sharks, basically like the – I would see – I'd never seen a shark attack happen, but I definitely would see surfers sometimes who had scars Yeah, yeah, yeah. that can only be from that. Uh, and Which it's is pretty been, dope. Yeah. The only shark, I mean, is there a cooler story in the yeah, fucking universe? But the only shark bites that I ever saw as a, as a paramedic were, were people who were fucking with the sharks. Like they would catch sure. one and then they'd go to take pictures with yeah. it and then they wouldn't be paying attention to would latch onto their arm. Yeah, yeah. Sharks hate selfies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're the, the, no paparazzi. <laughs> yeah. Punch them, but definitely don't photograph yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they get camera shy sh- and demure and then very they're like, camera Ooh, excuse me. Uh, They're like Alec Baldwin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no pictures. So, so go you back. You fat to little pig. Blair, what would be like the dream surf spot for you? Like the surf tour. Have you ever seen Endless Summer? Endless yep. Summer Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually, funny you were saying uh, the Dogtown of Z Boys. The same dude who did Stacy Peralta, the guy who directed yeah. Dogtown of Z Boys. Also, the movie he directed after is called Riding Giants, which is the history of big wave surfing. And about half of that documentary is the story of Laird Hamilton. Uh, oh. So if you love Doug Ten- Ten- the Z Boys and you're Ooh, in, and you're interested in this dude that we're talking about, that's a great I, documentary to look at. I knew about that, and I, you're you're just saying it. May, I just remembered. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. on my queue somewhere. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what streaming service it's on because I'm like I have like a few of them now because I've been forced to. I've slowly aggregated like all of the streaming Hulu and yeah. Netflix and that shit. But I wonder if it's on Netflix or something. I gotta look it uh, up. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. I'll put a link to it in this on in the YouTube. description. There, there are like surf movies and videos where like you have to kind of be into surfing to enjoy. I think Riding right. Giants is like a good enough documentary that it's like approachable. Even if you don't give a shit about surfing in any way, I think just the drama of it, like the story. Sure. I mean, just like I, I don't think most people were super interested in like late '70s skateboarding, but Dogtown and the Z Boys was able to present it really in a way cool. That, like his Bones Brigade documentary is one of my favorite things. i watch yeah. that i watch that like every couple What's months bones brigade? bones brigade is the tony hawk how tony hawk got famous yeah uh, uh, uh um steve caballero steve caballero uh ronnie mullen all those guys tommy yeah. guerrero all those guys uh that basically like made skateboarding kind of what it is now yeah after it collapsed you know but it's a we it's a it, like because after the whole dogtown z-boys thing went mm-hmm. down the whole '80s skate scene—it was great. It was a great yeah. documentary, but I'd, I'd forgotten about that writing, writing giants. That's a good yeah. one. Good recommendation. What else, What would be your? We gotta wrap this up. But sure. what would be? So you know some of the waves that he's ridden. What would sure. be your dream wave? Like to try it out. Like where would you? What would be your? I mean, I've actually been like looking do. at trying to make this happen. Is uh, uh, 
Jeffrey's Bay, the one I mentioned before, the one that unfortunately is infested with sharks. Yeah, uh, the shark but it's one. Just, it's just such a perfect wave. Like, it's, it's a long right hand, and it's, it's big. I mean, it definitely – I definitely would do a ton of surfing ahead of time because it's not – if I had to go tomorrow, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd be doing my best surfing there. I mean, it's definitely something I'd have to get in shape for, but I think it's something I'm capable of. And it's you got to run your like, set at a bunch of open mics before you fucking <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Work out my surf set. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's a cutback I've been working on, guys. <laughs> yeah, it needs work. I, I got to finish it off better. Yeah, yeah I, need, exactly. I need to figure out a better like, tag. That's a good premise for a surf move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely something there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't throw it away, but uh, yeah, just needs polished. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think the 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 risk of the shark attack is worth riding the waves there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it's in general. I, Here's it, what I think we should do. <laughs> I because the what I've heard. Mm. From surfers, and I think maybe you have told me that yeah. you have to kind of do it to know why it's so addictive. Like, yeah, that's a hundred percent. That feeling of because I've I like body surf and stuff like that. Like where you get on the beach, you just ride a wave in on your belly. You yep. know, I got plenty of belly. I got I got plenty mm-hmm. of surface area. I got. Yeah, I'll check that. Do yeah, do a good that job. Was like the the poor kids version of surfing. Yep, because I was. I mean, that's how I got into it. A poor kid. Yeah, it's totally. No, I, mean, I got into surfing because I was like I would bodyboard all the time, and then I got, had like a shitty boogie board. And I enjoyed it enough, and I would like see surfers out there, and I was like, "Yeah, so I got yeah. like super shitty used surfboard, but that's like eighty bucks or something." But that feeling of I've never stood up, but that I guess that feeling when the wave, pick, especially me that I'm a big dude, you're a big dude. Yep. When something is so strong that it is literally carrying you, yeah, it's such a foreign feeling for me that that is kind of intoxicating. That, yeah. That, that like just you feel it rushing past you. You're like, oh, this is po-. like it's, it's like you're feeling the direct power of the yeah. wave. I, I think everyone I know who I've introduced to surfing or that I know who has like ever tried it, I feel like it's a very it goes one of two ways. I, I think people are like, this was an interesting thing, but it's definitely not for me. Or you're hooked and you're like, I want to do nothing but this forever. And I, I think the first day I went out, I mean, I got up one time yeah. and mostly just got my ass kicked because it was way too big to be learning. And I just, <laughs> I had no one to tell me that. Uh, but it was just something where like, it was I'll just, figure it I out. think the power blah, of it, blah, blah. but I think also, I mean, having like a brain that's kind of scattered all over the place. I, I think that one of the things about surfing that drew me to it a lot is like, when you're always scatterbrained, like when your brain goes in a million different directions, that moment, like when you paddle for a wave, and especially like when it does get bigger, all of a sudden it's like everything else just shuts out. And like in that moment, that's the only thing you can think of. And it like forces this kind of level of like hyper focus. Yeah. And I, and I think that's part of why so many people who are drawn towards whether it's like action sports or speed related type shit tend to be people who are on the kind of hyper and active end of things. Sure. I think it's that thing though. I mean, it's. It, yeah, it, well, they very, say so that, surfing is your fidget spinner. Exactly. Absolutely. That's what we're going to end it on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I do, I seriously would love to do a ZOH field trip where we go surfing. If I can find a Dude, board. Super into it. We would, I want to do, I want to go surfing with you, uh, out to, out to Long Island, whatever, and we'll figure it out. I'm the one dude who has a wetsuit that will fit you. Yeah. That's why this is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Dave, this has been a really good episode. Uh, Dude, thanks for having it's me. Really guys. cool. Check yeah. out Riding Giants. And uh, what would you like to plug before we go? I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Saving the Dolphins. Uh, we got a podcast called Saving the Dolphins. Uh, website savingthedolphins.com. Also on Twitter at Saving the Fins. P H I N S. Uh, I'm on Twitter at David Kinney. K I N N E Y. Yeah, and I'm at Eastville. Uh, 
if you're in New York uh, this Wednesday and uh, Sunday. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but get, follow him on. Uh, you're, you're at Eastville regularly there. Yeah. And uh, and uh, saving the fins, which has been a huge, huge fun thing to do for me. Thank oh, you so much for including me. It's and, been cool. Uh, find, it's been cool finding out how many closeted fin fans there were. Yeah. Like just around the country, but also specifically <laughs> in New York. So yeah, you don't have to hide those colors in shame. Absolutely. Uh, Will, is there anything you'd like to promote? Yeah, uh, uh, I'm trying to find my calendar. I'm at Freddy's at some point, and uh, the Mockingbird, and uh, oh, me and Will Carey, we're doing uh, run our half hours at the pit. That's at some point. Uh, I'll put it up on Twitter or you whatever. Just, it, it would sound way more professional if you just say, "Follow me at Will Watkins yeah, for future dates." Follow me at, at William A. Watkins uh, for stuff. Oh, I'll come out of Zeros and Heroes. I don't know if it's getting released soon, but uh, come on, Halloween. Uh, we got a Thursday Unsung Heroes, uh, Creek in the Cave. That's right, Thursday Unsung Heroes. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. This Thursday is our Halloween episode, which is Tricks or Treats. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. we were talking about Halloween stories. We were talking about your favorite horror movies. Yeah, man. Uh, candy. What your favorite candy is. What's your favorite? I'll go Reese's, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup's got to be the top one, right? For Halloween? Yeah. That I would get in Halloween? I don't know, man. I think, I think the, with, if there was ever a house handing out full size Snickers, that was the oh, gold Oh, yeah. House. That, was, that was a gold standard. Yeah, yeah. Full size Snickers is the gold standard. I like Butterfingers, but so often you open them and they're all crumbly. Oh, yeah. I hate Butterfingers. It's the one of the worst candies. I Fuck love it. I'm a fan of the Butterfinger. People don't loud. like Butterfinger, people who don't like happiness. Yeah. <laughs> who hurt but you? But that'll will? be. Who hurt <laughs> you? <will? laughs> I love uh, that episode of The Simpsons when uh, everybody's burning the candy and they throw the Butterfingers in there and they're like, ah, even the fire won't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, go to Unsung Heroes and uh, also like, uh, share, and subscribe to this podcast if you can. Yeah, man. And then also check out, I'm doing the D&D live show, World of Everend, on uh, twi- on Twitch, twitch.tv slash emw3studios. It's pretty much every other Wednesday. And there's a, fu- a bunch of fun board gaming stuff, so if that's your speed, you like watching people uh, play games, you can join in the chat. And uh, and uh, it's been literally the most nerdy fun I've had in decades and uh so check that out we're doing live this wednesday uh we've this is gonna sound super nerdy but to (laughs) someone listening to this right now it's gonna sound cool we're leveling up our characters for the first time so we get into character management we're gonna pick shit and do things (laughs) and it's very exciting uh but that's wednesday at 8 p.m live on twitch.tv slash emw3studios and don't forget to follow us at william a watkins at mike merck at all and at dave kinney comic or is that uh, Instagram? Dave, at, at David Kinney. David Kinney. That's on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. Uh, Dave Kinney comic uh, on at, Instagram. Yeah. I yeah. want to make it as confusing as possible. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, remember to go out and be heroic. <laughs>